Evan, it was your your first game in in quite a while there. How how did you feel like it it went, and what was it like to get back in the lineup? Uh, I thought it went pretty good. Uh, it was a great feeling. You know, you're working uh, really hard off the ice. Coaches are keeping us in shape, so to finally uh, get back in a game was uh, a good feeling. Can you explain what the the process has been like over the last couple months? Just uh, I know you've been working, especially with you know David Belcher after practice and stuff. How have you kind of felt like you were getting kind of prepared in case this uh, eventuality did come? Uh, yeah, it's tough. Everyone kind of wants to play, but uh, you really have to take advantage of uh, what's given to you. And that was uh, you know a lot of practice time for me and a lot of time to uh, work on what I wanted to work on. You know, uh, specifically my skating and stuff like that. So I think it was. Uh, no, good to take uh, advantage of that. Bob Stoffer, 6-3, Chad. Hey, Evan. Uh, just uh, We know you played a lot of power play time in junior and down on the A. Just the thought on uh, Jim Playfair giving you an opportunity to, to work on the penalty kill and how much you did with that uh, in London and uh, as well as in the American League and whether or not you got a chance to PK it over in Sweden as well. Uh, yeah, it was a great opportunity for me to uh, – know kind of get through the the systems and uh everything like that and i think uh you know that i could add that part to uh to my game so they get the uh chance to play uh on the penalty kill was uh you know was important for me and it was uh you know i was happy to get some time there and just a thought uh you clearly worked on your body composition you came in camp as good a shape as any of the defensemen uh you know when you're practicing on a day-to-day basis who are some of the other guys out there that are part of the taxi squad that are that are they're maybe less heralded that help drive it for you in terms of the competitive battles. Would it be a guy like Patrick Russell or one of those guys? Who would you maybe mention? Yeah, big time Patrick Russell. He gives uh, you know 110 percent every time he's uh, he's on the ice. But I think it's that that whole group there. You know, everyone's kind of uh, fighting against each other's inner competition, which is uh, great for the team. And I think it just makes everyone else better. But um, you know, in the end, we're we're all pushing each other. And you know, like you said, Patrick Russell's a a guy who really tries to uh, push everyone out there. Jim Matheson, Post Media. Um, Evan, it, this goal you scored, uh, fake the slap shot and then threw the wrist shot at the net. Is that something you worked on when you were in junior? Because it, obviously the people were waiting for the slap shot and you uh, you whistled the, uh, the wrister in. Uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, I think just... Part of getting shots through to the net, it doesn't always have to be that uh, slap shot. I guess the slap shot kind of helps, but uh, when you can throw uh, wristers just on the net with uh, screens in front, um, you know, it helps a lot. And I think, uh, you know, we had guys going to the net, so I kind of just wanted to uh, get the puck through and give them a chance to uh, get a rebound. Luckily, it went in. And was this the longest that you've ever sat as a hockey player, a couple of months without playing a game? Uh, yeah, I'd say definitely during the season, this is the uh, longest I've been uh, without a game. And and was that did that take some getting used to? Yeah, big time. Like I mentioned earlier, everyone kind of wants to uh, be in the lineup, but um, you know it took a bit of time. But like I said, you know, got to take advantage of what's what's given to you, and uh, that was more practice time for me. Thank you, Terry Jones, Post Media. Yeah, what are your thoughts about uh, about uh, being in this organization? And you, you watch uh, Yamamoto show up and stick, and you watch uh, a Bear show up and stick, and uh, and it goes down the list. And uh, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of guys coming through, and uh, 
and when they get here, they're staying here. Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, you know, you got to take uh, advantage of what's given you, and Yamo did that last year. Same thing with uh, Bearsy. They took advantage of what was given to them, and they uh, ran with it and have played, uh, you know, they haven't looked back, and they've played uh, incredible ever since, and uh, hopefully I can do the same here. And as an extension to that, do you kind of think about what this could be like uh, going down the road here with all you guys together for significant years? Uh, yeah, I think the uh, organization has a bright future. The guys we have now, the guys we have in Bakersfield, I think, um, you know, it's tip of the iceberg right now. And I think we're just going to keep going uh, uphill here. And uh, like I guess I think there's a bright future here. Great. Thank you. Ryan Rashog, TSN. Evan, I just wonder, um, you know, as, as the days are going by between games for you, what the level of communication is like between yourself and the coaching staff and the organization, and if conversations are had about just, you know, what the plan is and, and how to ensure your development continues the right way, and just what, what is that communication like about the overall plan for you? Yeah, they were, um, you know, kind of good at keeping me in the loop of to uh, – what's going on, plans for me. And, um, you know, they just really wanted to emphasize, uh, you know, treat your practices like a game because you never know when you're going to get in. Um, but they, they've been good with talking to me, letting me know the, the situation that I'm in. And, um, you know, it was good to, good to finally get a game in. In a normal year, I mean, the American Hockey League is a different type of option. You can kind of come and go when you're on the type of contract that you're on. It just wasn't necessarily the case this year. Um, I guess everybody understands how unique this year is with the way everything is set up and I, that has to factor into your thinking and sort of understanding the situation. Yeah, big time. It's, uh, you know, if you go to Bakersfield, you got to play some games there and then you got to spend some time quarantining and, uh, you know, it's a tough decision. Um, in the end, it's really on uh, the, the management, what they think is best for me. And, uh, you know, I'm happy I got to uh, stay here, get some practices in and, like I said, work on my game. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's paying off for me. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.